0: doctor who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and welcome to episode
1: 328 yeah one day i shall come back yes i shall come back until then
2: there must be no regrets no tears no anxieties just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine
3: our lives are different
0: Hey Doctor <laughs> Who fans, welcome back to another week, this is episode 328, I hope you're keeping well and safe, I hope you've had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something Doctor Who, Doctor relatable, I did,
5: oh we changed it up,
0: changed it up. <laughs> related. Another week, another podcast, another waffle about Doctor Who. Mm. Yes, I hope you enjoyed last week, 327, where we spoke about uh, uh, the old gunfighters. Yeah. Hartnell story. If you haven't go check that one out. Still got that
5: blimming song stuck in my head. Oh, mate.
0: <laughs> Pull up your glasses. Oh, no, I can't. It's proper (laughs) earworm. If you start singing it, mate, you'll have another few days of
5: it. Yeah. Let's not go there.
0: Let's not do that. Yeah. No news to speak of today. We are going to mention a couple of bits in our waffle, though. Nothing newsworthy, anyway, There to speak about. Nothing of substance. So we've got some serious 13 bits we just want to mention. But before we get into all that stuff, I just want to play a clip from one of our reviewers from last week. I very stupidly missed it out. Oh uh, yeah so it's uh, if you guys remember a while back we had a very nice chap called Ian from France
5: oh Ian from France remember Ian? yeah it does a lot of souffles yes uh,
0: yeah so he was a, a regular contributor and uh, he still listens to the show he gets in contact every now and then and says, uh, and says hi and he still listens and uh, he sent a review through and uh, I stupidly missed it so I want to play that just because I don't want him to feel left out So, sorry, Ian, but here's your review of The Gunfighters.
4: Hi, Mo from France here. So, The Gunfighters. Quick plot breakdown. When the town of Rockridge suddenly becomes the target of wealthy investors, the doctor is appointed as the first ever black sheriff to stir things up, and everybody sits around a campfire making racist jokes and farting. Oh, no, that's blazing saddles. Hold on. Here we see the doctor and team landing in the town of Tombstone, Arizona, where parodic Doc holiday related cowboy capers ensue. Hartnell's having a blast. The whole thing is played for laughs and it's really hard to dislike. Maybe the only straight up comedy who story? I'm asking that as a question, not stating it as a fact, because there may be another Hartnell story that I've forgotten about. Really good fun. I enjoyed watching this almost as much as the actors clearly enjoyed performing it. Eight out of ten. And a quick heads up, guys. If anyone is interested, join me and my co-host, Dr. L, on our weekly Doctor Who podcast, Different Doctor, Same Old S. I won't tell you what the S stands for, because this is a family show, unlike ours, which drops every Sunday. Alors, c'est Sufi, je pate, à bientôt mes amis.
5: There it is. How yeah, oh, is pate, yeah. he makes, yeah, not suffi. Yes, Got it all <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I'll definitely <laughs> check out that podcast, Ian, yeah, for sure. Thank you very much,
0: Ian. And apologies again for uh, for missing your review last week. But yeah, I wanted to get in. So his podcast is pretty cool. So same doctor, same old beep. Begins with an S. You know the deal. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, they've got a few episodes in the bag now. They're up to episode twenty nineteen or 20, I think now. Uh, they did a good review of Paradise Towers recently. Oh, so go yeah. And, yeah oh. Go and check that out. So thank you very much, Ian. And uh, a little shout out for your show. On the old on 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 our podcast, on our show, right? So series thirteen, bits and bobs, dude. We've got an, uh, we have a title for episode one that's going to land.
5: Drop it. Drop that title.
0: Uh, next week, next Sunday, <gasps> Halloween. It's going to drop, and it's predictably Halloweeny. <laughs> it would be foolish, wouldn't it, not to uh, not to have a Halloween style. Uh, theme and title when it's going to drop on halloween that would be that would be silly with the b wouldn't it
5: it would yeah yeah what's it what is it the pumpkin of death
0: yeah the uh the pumpkin spiced frightening latte it's called the halloween apocalypse
5: the halloween apocalypse right
0: the halloween apocalypse and okay. it's so if you're in the uk it's going to go out at six twenty-five on Ooh. bbc one not bbc it- two or three bbc one this <laughs> sunday and for our friends that listen over in the u.s uh, you're going to get that later on our so later on in the evening our time you'll get it but you know it'll be a bit later for you i don't think it'll be 6 uh, 25 but just have a look at your local listings and all that stuff i'm i'm assuming it's going to be on bbc america or something like that yeah so check out your local stuff anyone else in the world wherever you're listening i'm sure that the broadcast syndication stuff will have it somewhere. So just check your local listings and give it a search and so on. But So the Halloween apocalypse, we've got a little bit of blurb for this one. So on Halloween, all across the universe, terrifying forces are stirring. From the Arctic Circle to deep space, an ancient evil is breaking free. And in present-day Liverpool, the life of Dan Lewis is about to change forever. Why is the Doctor on the trail of the fearsome Carvanista? And what mm. is the Flux? What is Flux? What is it? The doctor fell off the toilet and knocked her head. <laughs> and when she came to, she drew a diagram. Of
5: the Flux Capacitor. <laughs> the Flux Capacitor, yes. Mystery solved.
0: Mystery solved, mate. There it is. It's a Back to the Future crossover. Mm, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So what do you reckon on this, dude? Do you reckon, in my head, I've got visions of like... um pumpkins with evil faces on flying mm. through space witches on brooms all that stuff <laughs> i assume it'll be nothing like that
5: what do no you i doubt it i doubt it um yeah no the titles okay i guess i mean I, I like the fact we're getting doctor who on halloween i must admit i i do like that because that feels quite cozy and it kind of feels like it suits doctor who's theme of being scary um but what I don't like is the time slot, 6.25. That's just a bit early. I, I was really hoping, you know, it'd be at 7 o'clock at the absolute earliest. You know, when it's getting dark, you snuggle up, right? It's Halloween. Whoa, creepy. Let's get your costumes on. Let's get in front of the telly. And let's, you know, let's let's be frightened behind our sofas and, and the doctor being back and all that sort of stuff. But 6.25, that's kind of like... I don't know, songs of praise sort of uh, time slot, you know. I'm having my dinner, what's on TV tonight sort of time. So it's a bit early, I think, personally. Um, I'd prefer it later. I mean, I know in this day and age we can watch it whenever we want, can't we? So it doesn't really matter. I could put it on later if I want to watch it at nine o'clock. But obviously you want to be there you know to to see it as it happens so you don't see any spoilers and stuff so yeah but yeah i'm i'm excited i'm looking forward to Dotsu being back on halloween i think that's pretty cool just like the two merging together but it's just the time slot i think it's a bit early don't you
0: it's just the time in the evening isn't it it's um yeah yeah i mean i'm sure they have lots of discussions and think about this stuff very carefully but hmm sunday's thought, a mm, sorry. Sundays weird one for dinner time for a lot of people. Mm. So we have dinner quite early on a Sunday, typically. We have a, hopefully, we'll be having a roast dinner.
1: Oh, I love a roast. An old
0: roast. So we, we normally have that type of dinner at around three, four o'clock on a Sunday. So I'll be fine. Like dinner would have right. gone down on the sofa, I'll have a have a cup of tea or a drink of something and then settling ready. But for other people, that might be their dinner time when they're sat down ready to rock and roll. That's mm. roughly dinner time-ish here in the uk so i'm not sure it does seem a wee bit early what do we have normally is it normally around half seven,
5: seven yeah half it's seven, normally yeah. around seven isn't it or a bit later at least but please tell me country file isn't on before I, I can't bear that thing of waiting for country file to finish before <laughs> doctor is like and it always overruns as well you're like, oh, Country file still on, it should have finished five minutes ago. Um but I, I'm surprised that they didn't put it on after strictly <laughs> as well. Because <laughs> you're loving it, <at> Country file yeah. <laughs>
0: I just remember when, when we reviewed the last couple of series, <laughs> it was always like, Will you just hurry up and just trim that bloody bush or <laughs> plant that bloody tree like and that and sheep go- <laughs> out of the guy,
5: <laughs> over the gate and get get Doctor Who on? but i'm also surprised they haven't put it on after strictly because strictly is still so popular people love love strictly don't they i mean i I don't watch it but it's got a huge following strictly and i would have thought they would want to put it on after that so that it maybe just picks up a few extra ratings because you know it follows on from you know all those people will have tuned in but they're probably not going to tune in before (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it would have made more sense to mm. it on after Strictly. I don't know what's on after Strictly, something
0: else. I've got some awesome news for you. Yeah, <laughs> Countryfile's not on. So how long does Countryfile normally run for? Is it an hour? Yes,
5: yeah, an hour. Yeah, so like yeah.
0: Sunday the 31st of October, Countryfile, 5.25, which means it will be on for an hour before Doctor Who, so you've got oh, no. File to get on with, oh. and then Doctor
5: Who. There we go. And then, what's on after Strictly, just out of interest? What's the what's filled the later time slot? I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm assuming the, it's Doctor uh, Who, Strictly, and then someone else. But you know, I just wondered what got that later time slot because I thought Doctor Who would be after Strictly. I, that, that made perfect sense to me. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm actually on the um, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm on the Country File website <laughs> looking at that stuff. So uh, BBC One schedule uh, 31st of October 2021. Uh, so we have, mm-hmm, 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 country file, then Doctor Who, then Strictly, then we have a brand new. Um, no, sorry, we have a at the end of the series of something called the Mating Game.
5: Oh, that's the yeah, which is the
0: documentary around
5: animals getting busy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Not too bad, bud. Yeah, Not bad.
5: I see. I see a lot. Of, some people are pleased. I've seen a few tweets saying. Uh, it's a good time slot because apparently there's no competition on the other side. So that gives Doctor Who a better chance. But that also makes me feel like people are starting to think we're a bit desperate. Like, oh, don't put Doctor Who up against anything big because it'll get crushed. And, you know, we I don't think we should be. It's a shame that we're thinking along those lines. You know what I mean, We Doctor Who sh- should be able to stand on its own two feet. We shouldn't be thinking, oh, let's put it on when it hasn't got anything you know when the news is on the other side, so it gets more ratings. It should it should be a force to be reckoned with, shouldn't it? Not not like worried about what's what's going to tramp it in the ratings sort of thing. Yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so there it is, six twenty-five. Uh, so, dude, what did you think to the new trailer? So, just quickly, last week I was saying about I didn't like the teaser. You know that thing of her uh, talking to the camera. I was like, oh, very cringy, and my. My exact words, I think, were something like, "I need a trailer that excites me with monsters and something exciting in it." For me, that's what we got. It was I, 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 they showed the trailer on Graham Norton, and um, and then of course it was all over Twitter. And I honestly, I wasn't expecting to to feel much for the trailer. I've got to be honest; I haven't had much of a buzz for this series so far. But I really liked the trailer. It adds Santarans in it, it's got Weeping Angels, it's got an Ood pops up, which was surprising. But more than that, it had some new sort of faces, some new monsters that I thought looked pretty cool. So they got like these, I don't know, weird skeletal type faces with gl- like what looks like crystallised features oh, like glass. Yeah. And, it. Yeah. and I thought well, they look cool. Um, the new Santaran on a horse, I think looks cool. I can't quite decide. <laughs> sometimes I think he looks good and sometimes I don't, but I don't know, but overall, the visuals look very impressive, I thought. CGI looked pretty good. Yeah, it, it it kind of, it did hype me up. I have to admit, it was exactly what I needed to sort of get my head back in the game and think, okay, this could be good. I, I like the look of this trailer, but what did you think, mate? Did it did it have the same effect for you? It did, mate, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. It
0: would have been awesome if they'd have dropped it three or four weeks earlier, <laughs> or even a fortnight earlier. So we're, we're sort of coming up to... Um, yeah, the time, for, I had a, so a discussion on Twitter with some people about this the other day, about the mm. BBC's um, uh, approach to, to this stuff for Marketing Series 13. It's very bizarre. So at last we've got it, though. We're, you know, just over a week out. So that's something. But it did it did give you that sense of, okay, there's going to be at least a couple of episodes that, if nothing else, look really interesting yeah. because of yeah. these new aliens and, and months and stuff like that. And one of them we're going to see in the first episode. So the the still image that's been put out for the Halloween Apocalypse shows one of the giant sort of chewy wannabes, you know, the giant cat. um, Yeah, yeah,
5: what is that thing? Yeah, so that's... has not a name, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, what is that? Chewbacca wannabe?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. So that character or that species of whatever that race is going to be in uh, the first step, which is good, so we're going to kick off with a brand new alien slash monster thingy. So we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, the trailer did get, it did get the old, uh, the excitement neurons firing for sure. Mm. I'm just, um, I'm just hoping that they pull off because what they're from, certainly from the trailer, they're really pushing this big epic approach to it. So this big six part, and it even says the text in the trailer says, you know, one epic adventure split across six parts sort of thing. And there's a couple of shots as well where you've got this big aerial shot where you see it looks like some battles going on. There's like hundreds mm. of things going on and this whole yeah. flux thing as well. I'm hoping when we get to the end of the series, at the end of part six, we sort of just lean back in the chair and be like, wow, that was that really was epic. That was a great thing. So fingers mm. crossed, that's what we feel like at the end of the six parts. I hope we don't get the end of the six parts and we're like, Right, so there was the odd moment that was okay. And the rest of it was Chibbers, as we expected. So, mm. fingers crossed, dude.
5: Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. I mean, I it, I was surprised how much I liked the trailer. I've watched it a few times since. And it, it has got me buzzed. And it's exactly what I needed, because I, I was just flagging massively uh, where Series 13 was concerned. I really wasn't too bothered about it at all. And, and also, uh, Jodie was on... Um, Graham Norton, you know, obviously she couldn't say anything about the series because they keep it under wraps. But she does, I mean, Jodie, I'm not the biggest fan of her doctor. I think a lot of people know that I just can't connect with her doctor and I find her acting just a bit uh, one note. But Jodie herself, she's such a likable person. I, do, I wish more of that came through in, in the way her doctor's written because she, she really does come across well in interviews. She's really bubbly, she's fun, you know, uh, she was absolutely delighted because Coldplay were on the same show as she's a massive Coldplay fan so they got her up on stage and it was a really good you know uh, episode of the show and and Jodie came across really well so I just want to be so on board with this series so much you know what I mean but when we come to review it I will just obviously express my honest opinions whether they're good or bad but I really just hope I enjoy this series because I want to love Jodie I want to love her Doctor and I want to like Doctor Who again you know I really want to get into it so I'm i think this trailer is promising that's what i would say i really it's got it's got me interested i just want to like you said at the end of the six episodes i'd love to just sit back in my chair and go it doesn't even have to be like mind-blowing i just want to sit back and say ah do you know what i enjoyed that and that that's all i want i just want to enjoy it rather than sitting back and saying oh god that was just awful or that was cringy or oh god this was didn't work you know i'm really hoping that fingers crossed it's just going to be fun and enjoyable and good sci-fi and it certainly looks like it's got a lot of good stuff in it from the trailer so fingers crossed mate let's hope this is a good one indeedy yeah
0: yes come on (laughs) Chibbers.
5: you can do it mate
0: that's all (laughs) we want is to
5: just yeah go on
0: that was great enjoyed that
5: like I guess say, yeah. Chivers has been um talking a little bit recently I don't know who too but there's I've seen all these quotes popping up on Twitter that um he's been saying that they've been really struggling to find a new showrunner. and he said he was you know was something about he was quoted saying I, th- I threw a few batons at the BBC because I've been wanting to leave for a while and none of this makes sense in my head how can he have been wanting to leave for a while he's only done two series and a few specials and and if they've been looking for a showrunner for ages and couldn't find anybody, does that mean they sort of said, oh, we can't find anyone, so let's see if is inter- interested? I don't know. It Just the whole thing seems a bit weird to me.
0: But it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, can't get my head around it. Yeah, that was an interview that he did with the Radio Times.
5: Oh, Radio Times, yeah. Yeah,
0: basically said uh, – he was doing some interviews and stuff and the subject came up of not Doctor Who uh, as a whole, but more – when did you decide to leave and stuff like that? And he said, it's taken longer than expected if we're being honest. And yeah. then like you said, I've been throwing uh, batons at people for about a year and finally someone's picked it up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it does sound, uh, there is mm, there is an element of this that, to me that's a little bit like, well, if you lot had liked it, <laughs> I would probably would have been around a bit longer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but seeing as you didn't like it, and now I'm going, I'm just yeah, it's a little bit of damage limitation. It is, it feels like to me anyway. It was, I'm pretty sure that if, if if series eleven and twelve had absolutely smashed it, and it was like some of the greatest who we've seen, and the ratings were were back to the glory days of of, of era, then I'm pretty sure then this none of this would be happening. He'd still be on a showrunner, and he'd still be you mm. know rocking and rolling. You know, because like you said, what, 25 years ago in that very early interview with him with the massive glasses, you know, that he was the world's biggest Doctor Who fan and had so many ideas and plans and stuff. Mm. And then when he finally gets the job, he's like, oh, yeah, I said I was only going to be here for 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 a year anyway, or two years. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make sense to me either, mate. It's a it little doesn't bit add like, up,
5: does it? Yeah. No. So,
0: but then that's gibber's for you. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Who we'll knows. probably hear from him again in about five years. And uh, he'll give us another little nugget of of whatever. But mm. God, I just can't get me head. I can't get me head around this guy. <laughs> it's like with. Don't mean to bleat on about it, but with RTD and the Moth, we just knew where we stood, and they mm. were honest all the time, and they just were there as a presence, like we said last week for the show and stuff. But with with Chibbers, you just can't figure him out. It's like, dude, on one hand, you've got. You're saying that you're the biggest fan, and you, you know, and you've got all these big ideas and plans. Are you telling me that it's taken? What was it? What are we on now? Three and a half years since they, since they started all of it. Him and Jody. Is it three and mm. a half years? It must be something like that. Are you me it feels me that, like ages. Yeah. yeah, you're telling me it's taken that long, and you've gone through two complete series to now end up to the point where you want to tell an epic story. <laughs> Come on
5: i don't know i don't know what's going on in, in Chi he's the chibnall enigma isn't he yeah he's an enigma that man
0: yeah <laughs> yeah anyway so
5: maybe he'll do a book like russell maybe he'll do the, the chibnall's <laughs> writer's tale
0: the writer's tale yeah it will just yeah. be like three chapters um because those books were based on email conversations weren't they between ben yeah. cook and, and rtd and a couple of other people whereas the chibbers because he doesn't say anything to anyone and keeps everything so secret. The book will only—it would be just a magazine, really.
5: I was going to say his uh, when he does the odd production notes for the Doctor Who magazine. Um, they're really short. Yeah, that's what I <laughs> it's mean, like. Yeah. It's like you could barely, you know, Chris they're on the phone. Can you do the production notes this month or not? Oh, I'll see if I could write a few words. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, like getting blood out of a stone. Out of a
0: stone. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So Chibbers, tell us about your time during the last series of Doctor Who. It was good. Any other thoughts? No. Great. So the book publishers are lining up around the block <laughs> to get your thoughts in the next book of whatever that's going to be. Awesome source. Cheers, Chris. I don't know. Because if you'd have asked any other person that same question, you couldn't shut them up?
5: Yeah, you wouldn't be able to shut Russell no. up. Uh, no. And I mean that in a good way. In a good way. I love way. Russell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs>
0: Right, come on, Chivers. Last chance. Actually, no, it's not last fair to say is the... it. That's not fair to say because there are a lot of fans of Chivers and Jody's here that don't consider this to be last chance saloon. Mm. So, but for us, it's a little bit of a come on. You've got one more, one more shot to give us this big epic tale of of stuff and whatever yeah, the flux that, end and then up the, being,
5: three, yeah. and the three specials and all that. Of course, we still got because that, that's kind of yeah. That's we still got all that to come, have not we, as well next year, but. That feels weird as well. <laughs> Sorry to keep saying it's weird. But it is weird. It's weird. It just seems strange. So they filmed all that, but we're not seeing it till next year. And and again, it, it must have been written pretty quick. Because they sort of asked him to do that extra special. And it's already been written and filmed. Oh, that concerns me a little as well. Like how quickly okay. they've been done. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If they were resuming next year to film them. But they're already filmed and in the canon. Ah, oh, yeah. Don't know. I don't get what's going on in yeah. the production side of things. But
0: yeah. Maybe we'll look back on the on the Chibnall era in a in a decade or two and be like, actually, yeah, we could see what he was trying to do. And mm. sometimes these things they do age pretty well. It depends.
5: Yeah, you know. I think I'll be able to revisit it with more of open-mindedly. Maybe when we've got a new doctor, I think you know, once that era's done, and you kind of let it just settle. And then mm. go back and watch it and I think you might, might be able to enjoy it more, I think, somehow, hopefully.
0: Yeah, because we've, we've experienced that a few times on this on, on our show, haven't we, where we've reviewed a certain story that we both thought, yeah. oh God, I'm dreading reviewing that because the one time that I did watch it, it was dreadful. Yeah. And then we come back and we're like, actually, now that time has, time has uh, uh, sort of aged it a little bit and other stuff's happened and stuff, it's actually pretty decent. So who knows?
5: I'd like to think I could go back to it and enjoy it at some point. Because so I never, I don't know about you, I never get the inclination to put on anything from this era. From this era so no, I ge- Genuinely, no. there's not one episode that I ever think, oh, I might, I might watch, you know, that today, tonight. I never just, I just never feel like anything from this era. Same. Not even stuff yeah. like Rosa, which I thought at the time I quite enjoyed. But anyway, anyway I'm going to move away from the Chibnets stuff. <laughs> Anyways, that's a good point.
1: That's go a good point. Yeah. Let
5: him be. <laughs> let's, let's finish the old waffle
0: there. So to recap, the Halloween apocalypse, episode one of series 13 drops this uh, next Sunday, the 31st. Next Sunday. At yeah. 6.25 here in the UK. Check your local TV stuff wherever you are in the world. So that's going to do for that. Let's just go on. Let's just smash into the review, dude. Let's smash through the window like yeah. the poster of Matt Smith for this one. So what we got?
5: yeah you like that poster don't you this is back in the days when we got those cool like movie style posters and this is a good one isn't it the poster uh so this time we're at the well sort of towards the end of series this is the end of series seven isn't it Mm -hmm. um and it's the episode the name of the doctor
4: why do i keep meeting you where am i where am i the Dalek asylum there was a girl in a shipwreck and she died saving my life and she was you (laughs) Tori in London, there was a governess, she was really a barmaid, and she died. She was you. When you are a
3: time traveler, there is one place you must never go.
4: Well, This is the Doctor's greatest
1: secret. And it is discovered.
5: Sometimes it's like I've lived a thousand lives in a thousand places. I'm born, I live, I die.
6: Oh, Jenny,
1: are you
5: alright?
6: He can't go there. You know he can't. I have a duty.
5: You just said it's one place you must never go. Who are you?
6: Doctor. What is
5: your name?
0: Okay, come on, quickly, Ray. Ah! No!
4: Doctor! Clara! <laughs> yeah! I'm about to cross my own timeline in the biggest way possible. The TARDIS doesn't like it. <laughs> You thwarted me at every turn. Now I take my revenge. Die, reptile! Oh, what's happening? Clara, come on, run, run. run!
5: you clever boy, and remember. Is old Clara.
0: Run, you clever boy, and remember. How could we forget? <laughs> <laughs> the name of the doctor.
5: I was going to say, is she, is she, if I was the doctor, I'd be like, "You're going to finish that sentence, Clara. Remember what? Yeah, <laughs> she's gone.
0: She's gone." <laughs> so, this kicks off a kind of archy thing. Mm. <laughs> an archy thing. This an kicks, off, thing. Uh, kicks off an arc of stories, such as the Night of the Doctor, which was a mini episode followed up by the Time of the Doctor.
5: God, do you remember when Night of the Doctor dropped? Like, it was quite a big surprise, wasn't it? It was sick. Do you remember that? How amazing yeah. that was! That was oh god. No, miss one out.
0: Miss one out. We've got the Day of the Doctor, haven't we? Which is the fiftieth special with It's the fiftieth 50th- yeah.
5: Night of the uh, Night of the Doctor with McGann. Yeah, yeah. Then
0: Day oh. of the Doctor, the the special, and then Matt Smith's last story, The Time of the Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one though name of the doctor it was first broadcast back on the 18th of may 2013
6: oh wow uh,
0: the usual runtime surprisingly no longer uh, finale special just 45 minutes it was written by the moth bag it was directed by sal metstein and stars matt smith jenna Louise coleman or just jenna coleman these days uh, with a reasonable amount of people in the supporting cast and the synopsis is a prophecy is coming true the 11th Doctor is summoned to Trenzalore where it was said he would fall but what does the alleged site of his final battle have to do with the mystery of Clara Oswald mm-hmm. can the Paternoster gang help him avoid his apparent destiny and most of all Doctor Who Doc Who Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> What do you reckon then, dude, to the sandwiches? Nope, the chili, co- nope, the, what is it? <laughs> the evening? The pseudonym, the name of the doctor. What do,
5: you reckon? <laughs> do you know what? Just looking at those, just the, the, the whole theme of that, night of the doctor, day of the doctor, name of the doctor, I really, I'm getting really nostalgic, mate. I would love to go back to this time. It was a really great time, wasn't it? it was awesome. All this stuff yeah. leading up to the 50th and... And those the trailers we got, the Night of the Doctor with McGann, you know, popping up out of nowhere. And then obviously the 50th and fandom was in a good place, all the conventions. I tell you what, I really, you know, if I could jump in a TARDIS, I'd love to go back to that, that 50th. Um, we went to the, the Doctor Who celebration together, didn't we? But did we go to the 50th together? I don't think we did, did we? I, I might not have even known you then, I don't know.
0: Well, we went to something called the Doctor Who Festival festival sorry not celebration
5: yeah yeah because yeah. the 50th yeah so the 50th i don't do we even know each other at that point of course but, we did do we were podcasting we? back then what's the matter with you What's the know. matter with <laughs> got to, i've got my time streams messed up because i can't remember but because i remember very clearly being at the celebration <laughs> um and the 50th was very similar to that at the XL, and uh yeah it was just awesome just absolutely awesome yeah, but cool. anyway getting back yeah. to the name of the doctor um so yeah this At the time, I remember when this went out, just uh, really liking this one because it starts off with all the classic doctors, which, as far as I remember, (laughs) uh, although it seems like my memory's gone to pop, but. uh, I don't remember that being leaked or I, I, I seem to remember being surprised seeing all these classic doctors popping up on screen and being like, oh, wow, you know, well, this is it. We're, we're, we're getting into the 50th, we're getting close to the 50th episode. And before that, we have even got this, the Moffat's thrown in the classic doctors already. Oh my God, what's going to happen? So it was a really cool intro to this, this particular episode, uh, seeing, well, it's Clara, I think, isn't it? She's sort of been <laughs> superimposed into clips from some of the classic episodes of Doctor Who so we see a lot of the classic Doctors and it's just an amazing way to start the episode um, so just to sort of get into my brief, brief first thoughts on this one I like the name of the Doctor as, a, as an episode I think it was uh, a great sort of way to, to kick off this you know set of stories uh, that all kind of link up it does kind of tie up and answer the whole you know um, impossible girl thing in a way, uh, watching it last night though, I have to be completely honest. It it didn't quite live up to being as good as I remembered. Uh, not to say I didn't enjoy it because I did. I still thought it was good, but I think maybe back in the day, back in 2013 was it when it aired? Mm-hmm. I think with all the stuff going on with the 50th and all the, you know, all the questions, it does answer a few of those, and it felt like quite a dark, cool final to Series 7, which had been a bit mixed anyway. So I think I enjoyed it more when I first watched this back in 2013 than I did on a rewatch last night. It didn't quite hold up to as being as good as I remembered. Uh, I felt it was a bit messy, and it, it does also feel to me like it needed a second part. Um, so they introduced the, the War Doctor – spoiler – um, which is an amazing cliffhanger. And then I was thinking to myself, so what happens now? So the Doctor's jumped in to rescue Clara. And, and from what, you know, I haven't watched Day of the Doctor for a while. I don't think we sort of pick up after this, do we? It just starts that they're back in the TARDIS. And I kind of felt like, to me, it feels like there needed to be, you know, another part of this. It feels kind of like it's just left with them you know stuck in the whatever it is where the doctor's time streams or whatever so yeah it it's good i just feel it just feels a bit incomplete to me and the and the whole thing with um what's uh, richard e grants character called you know the great intelligence he just yeah. i was wasn't sure what happened to him because he walks into the stream and i actually had to rewind the episodes to go back i was like did i miss something so what does he just walk into the stream and then we don't see you know does he get obliterated or is he in the doctor's time stream what's going on i don't think that gets answered so it, it feels to me like there's a few strands there that don't get tied up very well um so yeah on, on a rewatch it didn't quite live up to my expectations of it i th- I thought at the time i thought it was better than it is but i did i still enjoyed it i still think it's a good final to series seven so good just just not as good as i thought it was if that makes sense okay yeah hmm. What do you reckon?
0: Hmm. So I really liked it, dude.
5: You like it? Cool, yeah.
0: Cool. I do really like this one. There's a few bits that I'm not too keen on, as you would expect. But I think overall, it's. Uh, I think there's a little bit of nostalgia in there as well. I think like you yeah. mentioned earlier, with the whole, when we were just going through all this stuff. Because um, this was when... Uh, when all this was happening i had not not long that i'd got into doctor who back then yeah so right, this was yeah. all sort of fresh for me and uh, and was all rocking and rolling so um it does bring back some cool memories of of having that and it was i think this is what we mean so if you so for the benefit of the listener when adam and i are talking about when we when we say things like back during doctor who's heyday or the glory days and stuff like that we're not necessarily referring to the classic era as such, although that did have its, its high moments and stuff. Uh, we're more referring to when, not just because this was the 50th, but when we got the, just a bunch of supporting stuff and it was promoted very well and there was just it, the marketing things would just seemed to all click nicely. And by the time you got to the series, the, the beginning of it or, or a particular episode, the, the the hype train was just moving a lot faster mm. you know and it was and it was just it just felt like that the the show had been treated a bit more with, with um what's the phrase or the word it, it felt like the bbc had had viewed Doctor Who you know it, it gave it the the presence that it deserves i think is the best way to put it because if you think to what was happening back then if we take the 50th anniversary stuff out of the picture for a second you still had um the all the kind of mini episodes that went out on the red button or on the website and stuff you had that thing called she said he said which starred um the doctor and clara and they were having that big kind of one of them was talking about how they didn't know the other one very well and the other one was doing the same thing saying they didn't really know each other that well even though they'd been together for for a And it was the, um, it was the kind of run-up to them discovering the secret of each other at Trenzalore. So we had that thing. Then you had another mini episode that went out before it called Cla- uh, Clarence and the Whispermen, and that was the whole backstory about that prisoner that you see at the beginning of the episode. Um, oh yeah, why yeah. he was in prison and why, you know, um, why he learnt the space-time coordinates and all that stuff, and the Whispermen had promised him like a long full life and you know basically just baited him into you know uh, uh starting the whole story off
5: with i've the, forgotten about all of know. this mate yeah. yeah amazing
0: and then yeah. we had three separate episodes all around strax and it was him like um you know it was him contacting the Centaurans and saying about this big battle that was coming and yeah there was another one called glorious day i think the glorious day is almost upon us in which he talks about a lot of death is coming and his own and all that sort of <laughs> thing. And then, um, yes, yeah, so we had all that. And then on top of that, we had these extra posters that were designed and they were put out on billboards. And, mm. you know, th- that's what we mean when we say that the Doctor Who machine was ticking over really well back then. Yeah. And this really kicked off from Tenant's era all the way through, really, to the end of the Moff era and Matt's era. Um, so when you've, consider all of that stuff and then you compare it to which is fairly or unfairly depending on how you view it but when you compare it to Jodie's era and the things that we get in the run-up to the series it's a real big difference it's a vast mm-hmm. difference to how it's been treated and how it's been marketed and all that. and then on top of that when you also consider that we had Doctor Who Confidential rocking and rolling and we had a lot more behind the scenes and all that kind of jazz um, you know, it it just felt like... Anyway, I don't want to get into that too much, but it just it felt like back then with a the combination of the nostalgia stuff and how well Doctor Who was in the public eye at that time. It does give you that cool feeling of like, yeah, this is this is Doctor Who. This is, you know, it had that mystery. We still don't know the Doctor's name, but they, they tried to push it, but there was that mystery that they kept behind lock and key. Mm. Um, so we had all that stuff. So I love that. The only things I didn't really like was the whole... Uh, The whole Clara thing, Um, the the whole Clara thing with uh, we, we, we find out why she's in the doctor's previous incarnations and everything, you know, from this point on, she jumped back into the doctor's time stream because the great intelligence did that first. And he was going to go and torture and kill the doctor across all of his years and all of his previous selves and stuff. So she jumps into the time stream to help him and save him, which is why she sees every incarnation. But the whole thing I didn't understand was why he never interacted with her, why they didn't do that. bit. I get that they've gone through a slight change in Clara's thing. It was the mysterious. uh, It was the impossible girl and, you know, some other things and. There was that, again, they had that mystery behind her backstory. But it's weird that she interacted with the first Doctor. You know, when she tells him, you know, don't steal that TARDIS. Steal this one. Mm. Like, the navigation's next, but you'll have a lot more fun. That was very cool. But then when the next incarnation or whatever of the Doctor sees her, he doesn't recognise her. He doesn't know anything about her. And it's just weird. And it's weird that it's taken this many incarnations and we're now at Matt's Doctor for him to then recognise Clara and interact with her and stuff. So there's a bit of weirdness there, which I wasn't too sort of fond with. It, it it was too... It was too timey-wimey and, um you know, I think we needed just a bit of closure there. But having said that, I understand why they did it because uh, Jenna Coleman was meant to be off out of it at this point. This was meant to be her very last story.
5: Was it? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah,
0: so it wasn't until really, really late in the day she's said, actually... I want to stay on and do the special in another series. So like, she did that
5: a couple of times, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they were like, okay, so we can't have this ending then because we need to bring you back. So Mm -hmm. I understand they wanted to keep a little bit of that, uh, that mystery there. Cause I think they go on and um, reveal a little bit more about this stuff and talk about it a little bit more in the doctor falls. That's where they explore, you know, the Capaldi story where they explore a little bit more around the, the, the time loop of them together. So they revisit a little bit more, but uh, overall I really liked it, dude, but there's just a few little bits that we'll come onto as well that, um, uh, I wasn't really sure on that didn't really hit home, but that's nothing new though. I felt that at the time anyway. So, mm. um, so what did you think to, um, the, uh, cause we have two plots running again. They seem to do this, don't they? And they converge later on. So we have the paternoster gang. They're sort of worried about what's happening with the doctor and, the, the whole law thing that they've yeah. learned from this prisoner. And then you've got the Doctor and Clara who also learn about it. But Clara was in that conference call, quote-unquote, with the other people. Yeah. Uh, and then she tells the Doctor and they go off and do that and then they converge. So um, not too timey-wimey in that respect, though. So story-wise and plot-wise, what do you reckon to that?
5: Yeah, I think it works in terms of, like, the build-up to the 50th. I think if if this was just a sort of you know, run-of-the-mill series of Doctor Who, I think it'd be a bit self-indulgent, to be honest. But because it's all, you know, building up to the big 50, if it, it does work really well. Uh, that's what I mean about sort of appreciating it more at the time, I think, because you can, you know, this is, a very, this is quite a self-indulgent episode, isn't it? It's all about the Doctor and Clara and, you know, and that's it pretty much. Um, but, yeah, I, I liked all the stuff at the beginning where they were going into the trance, and that's a really creepy moment. Uh, where um, uh, Jenny senses that someone's in the room, she's forgotten. Sort of, thought that that's a, a really sort of proper what I'd call Doctor Who creepy moment. Then and, and she gets killed uh, sort of off screen until they wake up. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's harsh. And because they're in that dreamlike state, it adds an, an element of of danger to it because they've got to wake themselves up. So I I thought I thought that was good stuff at the start, and it's it's quite a nice way to. To begin the episode as well, because it's quite calm and they're sort of set setting the the ground for the episode itself. So I quite like the beginning, and uh, and I and I think the idea of Trenzalore is is great. I, I mean, you know, Moffat he, he gets he got a lot of stick at the time for certain things, and and some of it, you know, justified, but. Give the Manson credit. He came up with some great ideas uh, during his time as showrunner. I um, mean, Law and this this broken Tardis gravestone, I think, is brilliant. It visually looks fantastic as well. So you know, learning about all that at the start of the story was really good. The Doctor's reaction when Clara tells him about Trends of law uh, again, you know, there's real heart and emotion in Matt's era, and again, and Moffat writes that really well, and Matt performs it really well as well so yeah i I liked all that stuff and um to be honest with you as as we go through the episode I, i think there's a lot of great stuff in there and there's a lot of stuff i enjoy i think i agree with you a lot that the biggest sort of downfall for me on this is you know if you if you start to scrutinize the fact that clara's jumped into doctor's time stream and she's met every doctor and all that that it, that's to me if you look too to, too much into that is where it falls apart really because i don't like the idea that clara's just going around saving the doctor at every turn it, i just don't like that idea it, it it takes something away from you know the doctor being on adventures and and doing stuff himself if you think old oh, clara's around the corner and you know if you're watching like genesis the genesis of the daleks or something you think oh the doctor's not really in danger because clara's hiding around the corner waiting to save him it just it's just a bit too silly for my liking so that, that that i agree with you i don't like that element to the story um even though it does kind of explain you know the mystery in a way of the impossible girl but uh yeah it's it's just a little bit silly that i can't can't really get into that side of it yeah you
0: know. yeah it is weird it's um so that that whole side of it, it does get your mind just it just melts your brain as well when you try and think about it. It's
5: um, <laughs> I, I, there's too many unanswered questions. How do they get out of the times? Like as I said, when we next see the Doctor and Clara, they're just back in the time. How do they get out of it? How is the Doctor saving her? Why is the War Doctor just stood staring at a wall? And there, there's, I don't know. You kind of and Moffat is guilty of this quite a lot, I think, in his era that sometimes he just thinks, well. I'm not going to explain it. You just have to accept it. So there's quite a lot of instances in this story where I think you just have to kind of think, well, that's just the way it is. You know, I mean, how do they get back out <laughs> of the time? So that 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 bugs me. But the other thing, and I I don't want to go down the whole Chibnall thing again, but I couldn't help but think of like the time this child thing watching this because if the Clara's going through all the doctor's lives and Saving him left, right, center, and seeing all all his different faces and versions of him. Well, how does that fit in to the timeless child thing? You know, right. So where's where's all the other lives that we've now learned about? And because Clara's, that wouldn't have been locked away from Clara, would it? If this is the Doctor's grave and this is his whole life stream, you know, life stream, then surely the timeless child stuff would be in there because that isn't isn't affected. Just because that was locked out of the doctor's mind, is it? Do you know what I mean? Where's all that timeless child stuff in that stream?
0: Well, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole.
5: No, but I couldn't help but think about it while I was watching it. Thinking, you know, it's another thing that yes, you don't have to. It doesn't have to affect the story, but it does for me. It does. Have I'm it. thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like, well, this whole timeless child thing doesn't it, once again as read its ugly head and and is doesn't fit in with what's going on. In front of me. Mm-hmm. You you can make it fit in, sure. Well, of but course. Yeah, I don't you want can, to. Yeah, you can <laughs> you, you can know, shoehorn it, it in. in. Definitely
0: yeah. you can shoehorn it in. Um but yeah, it's weird because the 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 whole thing's like a paradox on top of a paradox. <laughs> um mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So the whole thing around So the timeless child, yeah, you could you could shoehorn that in somehow you could cleverly write that in and and write your way around it but um mm. with the so with the paradox thing with the doctor it's like the doctor wouldn't have invited clara to travel with him if he had not seen the echoes of her in the dalek asylum mm. and back in victorian london but if she never traveled with the doctor in the first place those echoes wouldn't have existed for him to do that
5: Moffitt loves doing that type <laughs> of thing doesn't he? he absolutely loves doing that type of stuff
0: <laughs> yeah it's so and then when so that's that's a conundrum in itself hmm. then if you add the timeless child stuff, so if you choose to anyway if you add that on there as well um yeah it's yeah that's what i mean it can melt your brain if you sit there and think about
5: it too it's hard. a bit of a rabbit hole isn't it defo man Yes. I'll tell you, there, there is something I'd like, maybe you can help me out with here. Uh, you might be able to explain. It might be me being thick. Maybe I haven't watched this, the, <laughs> this series enough, because I, I don't go back to series seven that often. But what's the whole leaf thing about? Like, he, there's a couple of references, like Clara blew into this world on a leaf, and I remember in um, the awful singing episode where the Doctor's holding up the leaf with all Clara's uh live story what what is the deal with the leaf because i i've even missed something as i've been re-watching these or i or i just don't get it what what what's
0: the leaf about with the leaf thing so yeah they mention it a few times in the episode don't they Where clara they i think they actually say that clara arrived on a on a leaf
5: how did she arrive on a leaf i, um, I don't i honestly don't understand it um oh do you
0: know what i I think we spoke about this on a previous review, and it's gone right (laughs) out of my head the I know,
5: I I remember there is a story, what's the the Akaten, is it the Rings of Ten or something? There is a story where it starts with that blimmin' leaf blowing in, and I I just, when they mentioned it in this story, I just couldn't remember what the deal is with that, and it it bugs me a lot, because I I don't understand it. One of our listeners will get it, though I'm sure one of our listeners will enlighten us because uh it, it does annoy me every time i hear it i'm like what is the deal with the leaf <laughs>
0: uh, god i'm trying to rack my brains now because don't uh, worry we'll leave, yeah. leave
5: it to one of our brilliant listeners someone will, will get it someone will know yeah. i just thought you might remember but i, I can't remember yeah but anyway, i think it's just
0: meant to symbolize clara's um coming into existence um as in it's the thing that brought her mum and dad together
5: I think oh, that might be
0: it. If I remember, that might be
5: it yeah, doesn't a leaf blow into someone's face
0: on her mum's face. Yeah. And then she, yeah,
5: she, she yeah. ends up
0: keeping it and she, and then something to do with that's the connection of how she meets her. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on.
5: No, you're on the right track of it. Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. So her mum's about to have an accident. Her mum's about to be hit by a car. Yes. Um, No, 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 hold on. Her dad's about to be hit by a car. Um, And then the leaf blows in his face. And then it's a woman called, what's her her mum's name? Ellie. I think her mum's name's Ellie. And um, she pulls him out the way and they're still holding on to the leaf. And then they sort of, it's like love at first sight, almost sort of thing.
5: Of all the things that would blow into your face and stop you going in front of a car, a leaf. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Uh, that this does this all coming back to me now. I yeah. think you could probably So he's right. crossing yeah. the road,
0: it's a windy, rainy day. Um a leaf's blown in his face. It stops as he, he stops in the road as the leaf hits his face, he's about to be hit by a car. Ellie say I can't remember his name, but Ellie saves him. They then fall in love, they keep the leaf as a reminder, they have they give birth to Clara. Yeah. and the leaf is a symbol of their love and all that stuff. So the leaf is really important because if the leaf didn't hit him in the face, they wouldn't have met, Clara wouldn't have been born. Hallelujah.
5: Moffat, you romantic, soppy so-and-so. You old git. <laughs> How many bottles had he sunk before he wrote that, I wonder. But no, actually, do you know, now you put it like that, it's quite sweet, isn't it? But yeah, okay, now I know what the leaf is. Got it.
0: I think I, I'm I'm sure that's what it is. I, our listener it will probably be like, right. uh, no, Gary, it's actually this, but that's what <laughs> I remember. I had to rack the yeah. brain a little bit there. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So... What were we talking about before that?
5: Um, Just about, like, I don't know, can I can't remember? Doctor's name. Doctor's <laughs>
0: name. Oh, yeah, just something to do with Doctor's name. So the storyline, sorry, yeah. So um, the whole concurrent thing. Um, right, so Pat and Ostergang. Mm. We see them first. They're in it throughout the whole episode. Uh, before we crack on with their involvement and stuff like that, do you think do you still think that they should have got their own series as a spin-off?
5: Yeah, I do. I was about to say that. How I can't understand why that was never done because Doctor Who's um, kind of rocking and rolling at this point. Like you said, 50th, it's all going on. There's a lot of buzz around it still. Um, was Sarah Jane Adventures still going at this point or is that finished? I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I think the Peyton Oster gang would have been a cool little spin-off. Um, it lends itself well to, to that sort of, you know, thing as well it would it would have been a good spin-off i think the characters are strong enough as well i think you got strax there for the comedy side of it um you know and Madame Vaster and jenny are are good characters i I think it could have worked definitely
0: yeah so sarah jane had wrapped up a few years before yeah i thought it had yeah yeah 2011 sarah jane had wrapped up so this is a couple of years after so Mm. we were kind of it would have been great to have a spin-off at this point because uh you know, popularity was still really high and, you know, Doctor Who was was doing pretty sweet. So it would have been cool. And I th- the thing I like about the Paternoster gang is the dynamic between Strax and um, Vastra and Jenny. Yeah. I-, I think that there's so much that, that the scenes that you see them in, you just, for me anyway, the way I see it is that there's a whole load of stuff going on that we don't see.
5: Yes, I was just going to say that you feel like they're they're always working together when Mm. they're off screen, don't you? You get the feeling that they're going on adventures when the doctor's not around because they're yeah they always seem to be in the middle of doing stuff. So and they're quite sort of well formed characters already, aren't they? I think that's why they would have worked as a spin off. Yeah, Yeah, but you do that's exactly what I was going to say. You get the feeling they're always in the middle of an adventure or doing something. You know, they're not just sat around waiting for something to happen. They're always in the thick of it, aren't they?
0: yeah yeah and they they fall into that really nice little bucket of um you you know what to expect because of what they're doing, and what I mean by that is with Sarah Jane, it's exactly the same thing. The doctor's not around all the time, so the other alien threats and the other things that are happening she's there to to save the day when we had class, it felt like that was really teeny teeny contained to their little Mm -hmm. hometown or whatever area of London it was and the college and stuff. Yeah. And that was that. Whereas, um, you could argue that Sarah Jane's the same thing, but it just felt like there was more of a, a global threat with Sarah Jane. And it was, you know, she was kind of filling in for the doctor. Yeah. Uh, whereas in class they kind of, they try to, to do that. I think just a bit too much on the nose. It was that cameo from the doctor at the beginning. Mm. where he was like you lot have got to save the day you lot have got to protect you Mm. lot have got to do this it was like yeah we get it we get it whereas i think the paternoster gang they they're already doing it you know they're already you know doing that stuff so they already fall nicely into that you know Mm. although they could have written some really cool stuff you 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 know what you're going to get and i think uh, there was a i'm pretty sure there was some chat around them having a spin-off or yeah, majority, I think so yeah. Yeah, or the majority of founding them at least wanting to have a spin-off for them. So I know we got that on Big Finish which is kind of cool but uh, or we got a couple of stories didn't we from Big Finish for those guys but mm. um yeah. I would really it's so the scenes that we have in this episode with those lot in it it's, it I don't know it's just something cool around that dynamic. So you've got Strax who's just a complete nutter <laughs> because of his because of his position within the the Potanasta gang, but how he's not a, a proper Centauran anymore. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's yeah. He's like, although at times he thinks he is, and that's what's funny about him. That's why that character's great because that scene where he's in Scotland and he's having that big old ruck with that with mm. that Scottish guy and they're about to beat the crap out of each other. He's doing that because he thinks he's still a warrior and he still he thinks he's still. You know, battle is, you know, the most honourable thing and and all that lot. But in reality, it means nothing. It's just some drunk Scottish guy that he's having a fight with. But for some reason in his head, he's, t- he's taken it as this huge, you know, um, aspersion upon his character. So he's mm. like, uh, anyway, when he gets the call to say, you know, it's um that little kid comes in. He's like, you know, you've got a telegram and he's like, oh, it's a conference call and then he gets knocked out and stuff and then uh vashtra and jenny they're a lot more um it feels like they're babysitting a little bit they're a lot more mature they know you know what they have to do they have to sort of range tracks in a lot and and stuff like that and then we have the relationship between those two which was very cool of them off to write that in that those two are Mm -hmm. lovers and and all that stuff so i don't know just something around that slots really nicely into this episode It provides, because if you just had the Doctor and Clara throughout the whole thing, Mm. it would have been, you know, at the end of it, you would have been just burnt out and tired because there's only so much that you can still hammer home the whole going to Trenzalor to see my grave, to do this and do that. You needed that, first of all, you needed that little bit of comic relief from Strax and those guys in general. But secondly, you needed that just something else going on. And even if they converge towards the end and they help the doctor and they're behind him and they're backing him up and all that stuff, you still needed it. Although it's a very much a doctor focused story, in my opinion, anyway, you absolutely needed them. So those guys yeah. were cool.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely needed them in the story. I, I like the character of Strax. I think I know some people feel like. Uh, the character sort of slightly undermines the threat of the Sontarans. I, I do get that to a point, but but I do think he he works well um, as a character, and I th- I think Dan Stark is good, you know, in in the roller tracks. Um, no, I agree with. You. I think the three of them work very well together, and this story definitely benefits from having them in it, and they're well used in it as well. You know, that like I said, the whole beginning and stuff. I do the Moffitt can't bring himself to kill anyone off there, can he? Like when Jenny died, I. It, because I haven't watched this for a while, I thought she was dead. I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's right, Jenny dies. But, of course, she does get brought back to life. And I thought, that's quite a, a running theme in the Moffat era, isn't it? He finds it really hard to kill off any character. Like, poor old Rory died about 20 <laughs> times getting brought back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad she wasn't killed in a way. But um, it, it just struck me that the Moffat always finds a way to bring back characters once he's killed them it's like he writes it and then he goes to bed and he's like oh no 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 i've got to i've got to change that tomorrow morning i've got to rewrite that i've got to bring them back i can't no can't kill them off well, Do you know what it is <laughs> like dude? he can't um, sleep thinking about it
0: i think in my opinion he's writing a little bit of himself into the doctor's character there because yeah. river song says he hates endings and i think at some point in another story she says that the doctor hates goodbyes i'm pretty sure Somebody says that about the doctor. Yeah, and really, that's the moth. The, the moth doesn't like killing people off. He doesn't like endings. And may yeah, may, maybe he's putting a little bit of himself because a lot of writers do do that with characters. They, you know, they find something within that's relatable to the people that they're writing, mm. and they'll do that. So that that definitely feels like the moth.
5: Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. It could well be. Yeah. What, what do you think of River Song, by the way? Because, of course, she's back. River albeit Song. Albeit in, in hologram form or whatever she's meant to be in this. I'm not not really sure. I've got to just say, while I, while I remember this, I <clears throat> I love the scene when the Doctor turns because she thinks he can't see her. And there's that um, amazing scene where the Doctor turns around and is like, of course I could see you. I just didn't want to because oh. it would hurt you, man. Matt. Oh well, we'll get on to Matt and how good he is, but that seems great, isn't it? And I I think River Song's good in this. Again, I think she's used quite well, and and she, you know, she, her character can be a bit on the edge of uh, annoying in some episodes, but (laughs) I think she's good in this one. I really like, you know, the little quips, and she's playing it slightly different because she's, you know, a different version of River. If you like, she's like the, you know, the hologram, the older River. So I, I thought she was good in it. I like River in this one.
0: Yeah, it's a great scene that. Really really good where this, it, Matt Smith plays that really well. It must oh, be difficult brilliant. to um to look around the set as you're recording and make a conscious effort to not make eye contact with that person and yeah. acknowledge their it must be a, a a wee bit of a challenge but it was played really well up until that point and it was totally believable as well. You you believed that the doctor couldn't see her. It was really cool and then when he catches her hand when she's about she's a bit a bit feisty she's about to give him a mm. backhander and he grabs her hand and that whole bit it's lovely really because the doctor never never shows his feelings like that to river very often
1: mm.
0: he's always because the majority of time that we've seen him and river in the same uh in the same stuff together apart from that capaldi episode was it the uh what was that one it was just him and river throughout most of the episode uh what was that? The the, what, the wedding of, Rivers- of River
5: Song, husbands, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that that's special. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh, shudder.
0: Um, other than that, really, you just see the Doctor very perplexed by River, and <laughs> yeah. you, you know that she she knows obviously uh, heaps more about their relationship in whatever part of whatever time stream that is, but he doesn't. So we we never see him being emotional to her or showing his feelings very often so when he plants the kiss on her that's very unlike him or the Doctor and that's, um, it's just a lovely scene because uh, you do feel for River on some hands, but I mean, there are some episodes aren't there where she's a tad bit annoying at times. Oh little she can bit, be yeah. You know yeah. she's a little bit there but for this one you do feel for her because it's the first time that she's met Clara so that's mm. weird for her. So and it was really cool that the Moff didn't write the whole thing like, you know, with previous times where companions or people that know the doctor have met a companion and there's a bit of rivalry and a bit of
5: Oh, there was a little whatever. bit though, wasn't there? Not she does a lot, give though. a couple of looks. She's a little bit Oh, well, you there is a bit where she's questioning, oh, what what you were more than friends. And I did feel like mm, I'd forgotten about that little jealousy streaky Clara.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of that. There was a time yeah, but I didn't really yeah, that didn't irk anybody, though. I don't think it that wasn't was a, a rose situation. Of, that no, right. that's what I'm yeah. referring to. Yeah, the whole. Yeah, rose. Yeah, I think yeah. Amy was like it for a while as well with somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So we didn't get any of that, but what we did get is River just being completely, uh, like it. It, it doesn't matter what she has to do; she'll help the doctor, mm. but she'll also be strong enough to tell him when he shouldn't be doing something, which is cool because a lot of people, when the doctor kind of gets in the zone and gets into his groove. He's always got that plan, and he's doing stuff. Not many people will just put their hand up and say, "You're not doing it," or "You know, you shouldn't be doing it." Whereas Rivers, one of the only people that will, you know, she's she's got the inside knowledge almost on his his life and his time stream, so she knows when he shouldn't be doing something and whatnot. So, and she was like that a few times in this. She was, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you can't go there, and you can't do this, and and all that stuff. So yeah, I really liked River in this. I think. um yeah i think she had a good she was written really well and i think um alex kingston she performed that really well that whole slightly flirty very slightly but more so more emotional and more invested in the doctor's well-being you know rather than the whole overly flirty stuff she was, she was like that a little bit but yeah she yeah. was cool i like river in this mate
5: I've got to say, yeah. overall, I, overall, I like the character of River. On the, the majority of stories, I think she's really good and works well in it. Um, that's a great scene. You know, it's an emotional scene when he finally sees her. And also, this is what Moffitt's great at. He, just as he's pulling all your heartstrings, he throws in a good comical moment. And I love it when the Doctor turns around because he kisses River. <laughs> and then he's like, God knows what that looked like to the other guys watching because obviously they can't see it so you're thinking oh that's good so the moffat's great with little moments like that but uh, no alex kingston good in this um i like the scenes like i love the bit again this is down to moffat's writing he's very clever and he uses very simple ideas um really well so there's the bit where clara's talking to river by the gravestone and the doctor's like who are you talking to and you think he's going to see river and he's because he says River Song. And you think, oh, we've seen her. But no, he's looking and it's her gravestone. And the Moffitt's great at throwing in stuff like that that you didn't expect. And of course, it turns out to be, you know, uh, a way to get into the sort of TARDIS tomb and stuff. So, you know, great ideas like that coming out from Moffitt in this. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, like River cool. Song. I think she's pretty cool. Uh, one thing I don't quite get, though, dude, what, what is the deal with the Doctor's name? I mean, why is it such a big secret and why would it matter if anybody knew it? Because that's the other thing that I don't quite get. Like, like what, yeah, why, is it, um, why is it a secret? Like, why can't he just say, okay, fair enough, guys, it's a bit embarrassing, but my name's Bernard, okay? I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> but what, like, what, is the big, what is the big deal? I, don't, I, I just don't quite understand it.
0: Well, because that's the essence of the show. That's Doctor the, who? That's the <laughs> whole point of the... Of the yeah, program, I guess.
5: Yeah. You know? yeah, Well, again, I like that in the sense that if you're going to do a story like that, the time to do it is an anniversary, so again, it works really well mm. in terms of the 50th, but um, yeah, I just was thinking like, you know, because there's a bit where they're getting their hearts ripped out you know, by the whisper men who are cool, by the way, another mm. great invention by the moff. He's really good at coming up with these scary characters, whisper men, brilliant. But I was just thinking are just like they're ripping Clara's heart out. Literally <laughs> just tell him your blimmin name. It can't be that bad. Like, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's the whole essence of the show. I get that. But at the end of the day, again, if you think about it, why would the doctor's name <laughs> be such a big secret that he's willing to let people die before he tells anyone like, it, it doesn't really make sense to me that but yeah you know. yeah i'm going to assume it, again it, there's a reason but we're just not telling you it's just just go with it
0: yes i understand what you're saying it's yeah, yeah? it's a lot of hoo-ha around just someone's name but yeah, yeah i just think that's the that's an important thing to uh to keep to keep locked behind i don't think anybody knows the doctor's name that's the thing
5: Well, River says she knows it.
0: No, what I mean is, I don't think anyone actually knows it. Oh, right. I I think a lot of the writers, even going back to like Verity Lambert and and all those dudes, Mm. I don't think they actually came up with a name. No, I don't think so. This
5: is something that's never. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and I think in modern day times like this one and stuff, it's um. The, where the moth is writing a story around the, the doctor's name. I don't think he I don't think I don't think it's like written down somewhere on an important piece of paper in the BBC archive or the vault or anything like that. Mm. I literally think that nobody knows his actual name. Maybe they've they've kicked it around the office a little bit, the moth and an RTD have had a wager on it or something. I don't know, but Yeah.
5: I'm glad it's not revealed though. I think there was a, a slight worry that the moth might have put it out there uh you know when this first went out people were like surely it's not going to reveal like you know the doctor's name like it was going to be a big reveal for the 50th or something but you know i'm glad the moth resisted in actually answering that question yes yeah he knows it's got to remain a mystery it must never be answered you know that sort of thing yes no yeah yeah
0: uh we had a load of firsts in this one dude you know sometimes stories do things that you've not seen before so it's mm-hmm. the first time that they've uh, the first time since two thousand five anyway. Uh where they use the somebody has called the doctor by their number. So Clara says, You're the eleventh doctor. Oh right. Yep. Uh, so we've had that as well, sweet- has gone out the window. Well, of course now, yeah. So we had that back <laughs> in the day. So in the so Benton refers to uh, Patrick's Doctor as the second Doctor in the Three Doctors. Right. Uh kind of, but that wasn't really sort of direct. Uh it's the first episode where they'd use colourized footage of old black and white stuff. Oh, in the right, modern okay. era. Yep. Uh it's the first it is the first finale uh since two thousand and five that's set completely on uh, primarily sorry on another planet and not on Earth. mm and um, uh, it's the only series finale since 2005, before Chibber's era, uh, for the um, showrunner to not be directly followed by that year's uh, Christmas special. That makes sense? Oh. So after every yeah. series finale up to that point, the showrunner had wrote the uh, the finale, typically. And then the next thing they would write would go on to be the Christmas or the festive special. But this is the only one where in between that, in November, we had the 50th special. And then we had the Christmas special. Ooh, crazy times. Crazy times, yeah. Uh, it's also the um, one of the only times in the closing credits where an actual set date was put forward to... So normally when you have a two-parter or something, it just says to be continued. At mm. the end of this one, it says to be continued november 23rd which is cool and obviously the reason why it's november 23rd is because of that's the 50th anniversary date blah blah blah
5: yeah which is again sends a little shiver down amazing i saw that come up because i watched the credits at the end and i was like oh november 23rd there it is what a date yes yeah
0: what did you th- i just want to talk very quickly about the previous incarnations yeah that that's that what i was just screen. gonna say actually yeah yeah, yeah. uh before that, though, what did you think to how the TARDIS looks when it's not got the chameleon circuit on? Because the First Doctor <laughs> standing in a row of them. Yeah. What did you think to that? Because they they look very kind of classic looking. I'm really glad they went with that, because if it was going to be some big elaborate spaceship thing, that would have been ridiculous. So they're just these sort of cylinders, aren't they? With, like a, tube. with a tube. It reminds the me
5: of the, the War Games. I don't know if it is based on that, but it reminds me a little bit of the War Games how they looked um in that, I think I'm right in saying that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I like the fact it's just simple, very, very simple. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it works very well. I think. Yeah, no, it's cool. Keep it simple. Uh, so,
0: did you like Hartnell then? Colorized, having a little quick chit chat well, with Clara.
5: I, I was going to ask you because you know, <laughs> like when I watched this the first time back in t- 2013, I was like, wow, oh my god, amazing! All these old clips. <laughs> I think they probably could have done it better. Now it doesn't look that good. Uh, not that I care, because I just love the fact they did it. And, and you know, I just we've got clips from like Five Doctors and Invasion of Time, Ark Infinity, Dragon Fire. You know, I just I just love it. But it, it doesn't look that great, <laughs> to be honest, does it? it you know, I, I'm sure they've done the best they could, because they've sort of put Clara in the background of a couple of them, and it, it's just the nature of you know the video footage they've got isn't it it's, it's it's old videotape i suppose so they've got to try and somehow put on new yeah. effects i don't know i love the fact they did it i just yeah i just think oh, it's a shame it doesn't look a little bit better especially when um with richard e grant is in the background of a couple of shots <laughs> later on it, it looks pretty ropey yeah. but uh yeah i don't care i think it's great i, I love it and i love trying to guess all the episodes they're from as well. I mean, I've got a list of them in front of me now, so I don't need to guess, but like I said, there's a couple that are obvious, like dragon rising. Oh, brilliant. Um, And then there's other ones. I'm like, Oh, what's that five doctor thing? So, but yeah, I love all that. Love all the classic clips. They've, they've got the start and at the end, I think it's great.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of the concept. I'm not a fan of how they did it. Right. Yeah. 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 I love the fact that they've inserted those, previous doctors in there and but I just wish that they'd have been consistent with how each doctor appears so in my opinion what they should have done is they should have just hired an actor to dress up as that doctor but you never see their face so you know how they did Colin's doctor Mm, where he's he's just just, walking behind her yeah walking behind that's in my opinion that's really effective Mm. because from a viewer's perspective you don't need you don't need to know or you don't care that that's not Colin Baker from a clip from a classic episode. You just know that that's the sixth doctor that's walked past. Yeah. And I they, you. they yeah. did the same thing with Eccleston's doctor. You just see him run past really quickly in his leather mm-hmm. jacket and stuff. You think, okay, that's the ninth doctor. But then they did these. And the thing is that suits the the look and feel of the episode. Cause it was filmed at the time for that very reason. But then you have Patrick Troughton running down the beach which is really bizarre.
5: That is bizarre, you isn't know? it? I I never noticed that f- until last night, really. I,
0: I yeah, that is weird. Why <laughs> like, a beach? The, yeah, and the big fluffy coat and that doesn't make sense, yeah. But the way that it's composited looks really ropey. Yeah. Not just yeah. how th- they've done that with Troughton's doctor and, and the it first is. doctor, but just how Clara's composited into those shots as well. And then uh the great intelligence when he's composited in as well. It just looks real a little bit shaky just not very yeah. well done at all so um, and that's really inconsistent because you've got the the sixth and the ninth doctors being presented in this way but then you've got like mccoy's doctor when he's hanging off the edge of the cliff from dragon fire um but there's no real link there because they haven't composited clara in at the same scene she's just Mm. supposedly off somewhere else just looking at the doctor hanging off sort of thing so like i said the idea of it all is really cool but it's just really inconsistently done and just doesn't work with certain doctors it would have been much better just to have somebody dressed as Hartnell walking towards the row of tardises and clara saying it and then the actor goes to turn but just before you see their actual face they cut You know, Mm. and that kind of thing. And the same for McCoy. They could have just done it in a much more consistent way. So love it, but don't like it at the same time.
5: Yeah, I do do kind of agree with you on that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of cool, though. You know, whenever classic Doctors appear. Remember in the 11th hour when all the different Doctors' faces appear? Mm, Yeah. And then he walks through. You know, fans, you know, we all love that stuff when they bring back some of the stuff from the classic years because it reminds us this is not a reboot. It's all one awesome big story you know it's it's really cool it's really cool when they do that it's just
5: yeah maybe he's tried a bit too hard because like you said when you get just a very simple like the bit where you just hear the doctor's voices and those classic quotes and you try and work out oh that, when did the doctor say that I, I recognize that but you know when they're stood by the time ty- his live stream and there's all those different clips played in isn't there you oh, see yeah, i mean that yeah. that works that's just as effective in a way because you're just like, oh, yes, I love it. Yeah, I'm, uh, you're trying to work out the different clips. So I know what you mean. I think maybe they could have, maybe they're a bit too ambitious. They could have simplified it a little bit and it probably would have had the same effect. But I yeah. can't, yeah, I don't know. The other part of me just loves the fact that they they tried it. But yeah, yeah, it does look a bit rapey, I must admit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also to, um, to throw in some other bits, we had the great intelligence refer to the Doctor as the Valeyard.
5: Yes, yeah, yeah, which again at the time I was like, oh, they mentioned Mm -hmm. the Valeyard, you know, amazing.
0: Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. there's the Beast and the Storm. The Beast, yeah, where's that from? So that's from, um, I think that's from the Christmas Invasion, right? I think the Sycorax leader refers to... Yeah, uh, I didn't
5: recognise that, the
0: Beast. But where it says the Storm, I thought it was the oncoming Storm.
5: That's what I would have said, yeah, yeah. Did you pick up on that? Yeah, definitely. I was like, the Storm... Excuse, the oncoming storm surely sure. That's the yeah, yeah yeah what do you reckon to richard d e. grant by the way i haven't really mentioned him i mean yeah um, he's good isn't he but he's, he's i don't think he's utilized enough if you know what i mean
0: yeah he's not in it that much is it and although him and the whisper men are kind of cool the whisper men obviously played by paul casey who else
5: yes of course <laughs> um
0: yeah he's not really utilized it's um he comes across as a decent threat yeah, he, does, no, he sure. manages to get them all to Trenzalore, and he he he's got it in he's got it in his head that he knows what he's going to do. He knows that the that the Doctor's time stream is kind of manifested itself as this physical thing that you can interact with. So he knows he's going to jump into it, and mm. you know, and ha- you know, enact his revenge on the Doctor and stuff. But again, it's down to Clara to save the day, which is a complaint we had. <laughs> through a lot of her yeah she stories, does get she's you know.
5: too central to a lot of the stories yeah. uh during a lot of moffat's era yeah. yeah
0: but richard e grant was okay he played the really sort of cold steely you know uh quite threatening character pretty well as you'd expect him to he's got that kind of look about him yeah which is cool um
5: i liked him in this i just I've, it's only just occurred to me as well that like. Um, it, probably means, wow, well, we we, you could do it, but I was thinking of him as the Shelker Doctor, you know, like the the one that they did the animation back in, well, whenever that was, because he, you know, obviously looked just like Richard E. Grant, and so I was thinking, oh, it would have been cool if they could have somehow incorporated him, you know, into the 50th at the time as well. That would have been amazing. But, uh, yeah, no, I think he's good in it. He's just playing the sort of evil baddie, and he, he manages to just get the level right, I think, without going over the top yeah and yeah. it's good he sort of popped up a couple of times he's in the Snowmen, and he was in what was the one when they go up the shard he was in that one as well he pops up at the end so yeah not bad yeah. and he's in the doctor's time stream now whatever it is so maybe we could see him again i don't know but he's, yeah he's good isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah he is good the whisper men look pretty cool as you said
5: I think they look great. Yeah. Again, I, th- I think they could have been used a little bit more because yeah. they are proper scary. They're, they're what I'd call a proper scary Doctor Who monster. Like when they do the whole open mouth teeth thing, um, they're creepy, really creepy. Yes. They look like um, undertakers, don't they? Uh,
0: yes, they do. Undertaker?
5: Ball bearers? That's it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes, right. yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would have been kids behind the cushion. Sort of moments. I think. Cool. I
5: think. Yeah. I think they're proper. You know, good scary monster. Yes. yes.
0: Um Okay. And then just very quickly. Uh, so Jenna Coleman in this as Clara. I know we've got our complaints about the character at certain points, but do you reckon she had a good episode?
5: Yeah, I do actually. I mean, I'm not Jenna's biggest fan, as as most people know, but I I, I do think she was good in it. Yeah, I think she she gets. Um, character well, like, in terms of, you know, what she's got to do in the story, and I think she, she does it well. Yeah, I liked Clara in this one. Yeah, and same. I wish, yeah. you know, as, as soon as I saw those two blooming kids at the beginning, Archie and whatever, I was like, oh no. <laughs> but uh, thankfully they're not in it very long, and um, you know, she sort of does the humour bit at the start quite well, and yeah, I thought Jenna was good in it. Cool. Yeah, I thought she had a good one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Car- character uh, involvement in the doctor's overall story and stuff aside she did have a good one for this particular episode. Yeah. I would say yeah. Uh so Madam Vashra then Neve McIntosh good just yeah on form as always. Yeah. Yeah she was good. Uh Catherine Stewart, Jenny Flint also had a good one.
5: Yes, yeah it's good. I mean that scene when she starts crying because she she says oh I think I've just been killed and all that, you know, really good stuff from her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh and then lastly Matt then Matt Smith. So at this point in his career as the Doctor, he obviously knows that he's made the decision to leave at this point. This is the whole point of these yeah. next few stories to lead up to his to his uh, departure and stuff like that. So it uh, doesn't feel any different to me than than the 11th hour and Series 5 and, and all that stuff. He's just, yeah, just so consistent, you know, as the Doctor is just awesome just really really good and still still even you know he doesn't take his foot off the gas even though he knows he's going Mm and these you know the last few stories just really giving it his all still
5: Uh i i absolutely love matt he's is one of my favorite doctors and i could just gush 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 honestly i just think he's great and uh, he, he does the humor well he's quite sort of um he's a little bit more cantankerous and grumpy and and that in this episode which is exactly what it calls for um but my god does he handle the emotional scenes well like when matt's doctor gets emotional it's you are like on the edge of tears it's he really delivers a great performance um, and you know when they first mention Trenzalor his face just says it all yeah he's he's so good Matt such mm. a good doctor yeah, yeah definitely one of my favourites
0: yeah agree agree and some of the scenes in this are just fantastic he goes from that very silly having a laugh doctor when he first sees Clara and stuff
5: oh with the blindfold yeah, yeah
0: and all that and then he just you know click of the fingers he's he's into into when he hears the word Trenzalor and stuff his face just changes and his demeanour changes and the whole stuff, the things with River, you know, and that whole sort of climax as well, where he's the great intelligence has leapt into his time stream and he's being tortured and stuff. It's heartbreak, you know. It's he plays it so well. It's just he's just awesome.
5: He, yeah, he works well with the other cast as well, doesn't he? Which uh, is a thing, you know what I mean? He's like he does um, have great chemistry with whoever, whoever he's in a scene with. I think that's the good thing about Matt. Like whether it's um, Clara or River or the great intelligence. He just seems to always work well against the actor he's with, uh, Matt.
0: Yes. Yeah,
5: he's, he's he's just excellent. Very good. Yeah, no,
0: I agree, dude. Absolutely agree. Okay, anything else you want to mention, dude, before we, we slap a
5: score on this one? <laughs> yeah, I do. There is one thing I think we ought to mention is um, the big reveal at the end, which I think you know, sh- was, an, was an OMG oh. moment, wasn't it? How did we uh, forget With, that? with introducing <laughs> John Hurt as... The Doctor. So just to you know, so, so there was absolutely no mistake. There was no confusion. It's there in great big bold writing, John Hurt as the Doctor. And you're <laughs> like, what? Who's this? And Matt's face when he said, well, the Doctor's face when he sees him and's like, what are you doing here? And all this sort of stuff. It was quite something, wasn't it? It was a quite a, a flip, uh, O M G moment. Yeah. So. I just remember at the time thinking, what on earth's going on? What's this about? Like, where is this going? Uh, And again, it just, um, as if you weren't hyped for the 50th enough, (laughs) this just added another layer of hype. Um, So yeah, what a moment, eh?
0: What a character as well to throw in there. It's like, if you're going to come up with anybody to be the focus of the the 50th anniversary, you would have have thought that it would have been all the Doctors that have starred uh, up to that point Mm -hmm. as the Doctor... um, to just create another doctor just out of nowhere and it was a mind melter as well it was yeah. i remember watching it at the end thinking ah this isn't right is this the,
5: the doctor hasn't messed regenerated up the numbers, thing, but yeah. <laughs> numbers and all that
0: yeah yeah the doctor hasn't regenerated so this is not the new doctor you know john hurt isn't now going to be the doctor for the next two or three years or whatever so what's this all about it was really cool um just got your brain ticking and everybody talking it was awesome yeah and uh, and the way that they did it as well was really cool. Just those last few minutes of the episode, it wasn't like a Clara or the Doctor having some kind of flashback and seeing that Doctor at some point. It was just completely removed out of his mind and out of his consciousness. And then, mm. bang, just right at the end, it's like, huh? But the thing is, though, it was interesting. A- although I've just said that, when the Doctor sees him, even from behind, he knows exactly who he is instantly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think the Doctor's sort of um, sort of out of sight out of mind I think mm. so he hasn't really forgotten him out of his consciousness but yeah when he sees him it's amazing when he turns around and oh, it's just,
5: just it's a, again it's just shivers down the spine isn't it definitely a, man. Yeah. A, a really great moment I'm going to say um, uh, I wondered if they could have somehow worked it to be that he was like the Valiard or something but uh, no he's kind of his own thing the war doctor and um, it's it's a strange thing to do to throw in a you know, a Doctor that we don't know anything about. I think it's a brave move on Moffat's part. I, I think it works. I mean, there are, you know, it did kind of throw the whole number system out the window, but that's kind of gone even more out the window now anyway with The Timeless Child. So it, it, I don't think it's a big deal I, I in terms of how it affected the Doctor's timeline, but it's a, it was a bold move, and we all know why Moffat did it, because things... <laughs> He was stressing his head off uh, over there as the doctor because he hadn't got any sort of anybody on board. wasn't didn't he say he hadn't even got Matt contracted at that time, or something? He he had nobody sort of contracted for the for the fiftieth. It was all really last minute stuff or something. I don't know if the Moth is exaggerating, but I remember him saying like. He, he hadn't sort of got any other doctors. He had to have a backup. Um, he You know, he'd got John Hurt on board and he, he felt like that was his safety net, that he'd at least got him, if nothing else. And that was why he introduced him, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah think so. Something like that. I don't know. He's, there's some interview out there of him explaining it. But it was a bold move. And um, although I still would love it if McGann was in the 50th, I, I do like the War Doctor and I think John Hurt plays him very well. But yeah, just a great, great cliffhanger that is yeah
0: yeah let's talk about let's not talk about that because i think that all the doctors should have been in the 50th yeah
5: well we haven't reviewed day of the doctor have we so we'll get we'll we'll get to that in good time
0: (laughs) yeah yeah don't worry you'll hear our thoughts on that oh yes that's a long time
5: coming but yeah uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) okie dokie let's put some scores on this then
5: Mm.
0: it's you to go first bud
5: it is i'm gonna go for seven Gonna go with seven because I think it's good, but uh I can't go any lower or higher than that, really. It's um without the buzz and that of the fifty if it certain bits fall a little bit flat for me, but I still think it's a good episode, so seven out of ten.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go with a seven point five, dude. A little Ooh, bit higher.
5: Oh a cheeky little point five. Yeah, a wee bit higher. It's just
0: um it's just a really enjoyable watch, dude, and it's got some great some great character moments in it, some lovely mm. scenes and I, I really like the whole concept of
5: trends of yes i do as well you know, yeah it's a great concept that i think yeah the tardis that that oh that beautiful broken up tardis is stunning mm. isn't it still looks really good now so with you know all these years later i think the effect still looks great
0: yes yeah so 745 i think it's an enjoyable watch i feel it lurks but not going to go through those again yeah so there we go seven from him 7.5 from me let's see what our awesome listeners thought so we had um we had five reviews in we had our our regulars our regular review team so let's kick off with joe turner
3: the name of the doctor was a perfect way to set up the 50th anniversary and conclude series seven i love the fact that we get to see so many different places such as gallifrey london in 1883 and trends a lot it's refreshing and keeps me invested in the story the paternoster gang are great in this episode Jenny and Vastra have fantastic chemistry and Strax's humour is cringy but always manages to get me belly laughing due to his quick wit and Dan Starkey's wonderful execution of dialogue. Richard E. Grant is excellent as the Great Intelligence and commands the scenes in which he is in, whilst matching the presence of Matt Smith, who I might add was also fabulous. The overall concept is quite complex, which could alienate the general viewer, and pretty thin. However, the design of the trends, uh, the design of trends law. Of as this eerie desolate battlefield that's very dark and bleak alongside the great intelligence and his whisper men works really well and there's some wonderfully spooky scenes elevated through the whisper men who constantly talk in writing patterns which was a superb idea and creepy yet the best part of the episode has to be the reveal of john hurt everything from the dialogue to the score and the acting is breathtaking and it's a brilliant cliffhanger to the end of the episode, leaving the audience wanting more and eagerly anticipating the 50th anniversary. So overall, I'm going to give this episode a 7.5 out of 10. There were some wonderful nods to Classic coup and some incredibly dramatic scene- scenes. Thank you. 7.5.
0: Nice 5. one, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice one, Joe. And you're absolutely right. It was a great cliffhanger. Let's not forget that that whole John Hurt as the Doctor reveal. Because there's quite a long wait between beginning of may middle of may when this went out to the end of november that year mm. that was that would have been a huge like well whoa what's going on so it would it was it wasn't like an you know the following week you know or like you know a few weeks between the end of a series and a christmas special it was like you know nearly well you know half a year to wait which was crazy yeah.
5: muffet threw the grenade in and then said right You know, it's going off. Yeah. Uh,
0: You also make a very good point, Joe, about for the casual viewer. If you'd have stumbled upon this and you'd not seen Doctor Who before and this was your first episode, not a
5: chance. Not a chance. No. No (laughs) one. So, (laughs) no.
0: Hopefully, at this point, casual viewers would have jumped on earlier in the series.
5: Mm.
0: Can you imagine if you'd never seen Doctor Who before and this was your first? (laughs)
5: you wouldn't have you wouldn't have a, a scooby would you no, no. Yeah.
0: anyway thank you very much joe 7.5 is good to score that moving on this is neil campbell
6: what about you lads straight in i love this story see that opening scene where the first doctor appears with susan it's one of my favorite moments in the entire doctor who series since it came back in 2005 i love Love that. I was completely fanboying at the time. And I've said before, I do like a bit of nostalgia. I do like a throwback and I love it when there's clips and extracts of previous doctors. And that's exactly what was served up in this story as a precursor to the 50th. And it done exactly what it says on the tin. And it might necessarily be the strongest story, but it gets the job done in what it's supposed to do. And it builds up to that cliffhanger at the end, which is absolutely outstanding. And Series 7 often gets battered. But I think in years to come, people might look back and go, hmm, it's maybe not as bad as the first thought. And there's so many good things in this. Like I said, I love all the scenes of the previous Doctors and the sound extracts as well. And then even, you know, at the end when it had the Doctors time stream and stuff and the great intelligence. And I've said before, it's great the way a different classic villain gets um a lot of exposure in this series. I like that. Usually it's the Daleks or the Master or Cybermen. And yeah, just even that theme at the start, to save the Doctor, it's one of my favourite all-time themes. So much that I even included it in the London Marathon playlist the other week. So I absolutely love that. Do you know what? It's a great story. I don't care what anyone else says. I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. Cheers. P.S. Moffat absolutely blindsided us all with the title at the time. Great stuff.
0: (laughs) 9 out of 10. He did indeed, yeah. I love that he blindsided us, yeah. Mm. A nine out of 10, Neil. That's
5: a good score. And Neil mentioned the music there, which we didn't. And Murray's, you know, once again, when Clara's theme kicks in, I'm like, oh, it's a, some lovely themes in this one again.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of Murray this week mm. up to this point, doing the day job stuff and add it on in the background. It's, yeah. wonder if he's coming we back. Love Murray. Oh. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Neil. A nine out of 10. Mm. Decent score. Right, from Down Under, Sammy Satine.
2: Hey Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So, the name of the Doctor. I like the whisper Men, the Trance, the Great Intelligence, and it's always good to see Vastro, Jenny and strux. and on this occasion, River too. As a finale to Series 7, it works. As an episode on its own, it leaves the casual viewer behind. It's nice to see the late, great Sir John hurt at the end. Did you know Stephen Moffat had no ending to this story until he worked out what he was doing for the 50th? Jenna was the only one contracted at the time and he promised the BBC the Doctor Who equivalent of the Olympics. Also, they couldn't film Matt taking Jenna out of the time stream because he'd injured himself. I give it 8 Whispermen out of 10. See ya.
0: 8 Whispermen. An 8 from Sammy and there you go, Adam. Sammy's answered a question about contracts at the end. It was, yeah, so, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that the moth was under the pressure. Mm. I remember him saying, I thought that Matt had been contracted. Maybe not them. No, just Jenna. Yeah. I, was gonna say that, I think he said I had no doctors at all <laughs> contracted, which is why he had to invent one or something. I can't
0: remember. He rolled with it though.
5: <laughs> yeah, he did. Yep.
0: Thank you very much, Sammy. Another good score. Glad you liked that one. And thanks for the, uh, for the info. Much appreciated as always. Uh, moving on, this is TardisNet66.
1: The name of the Doctor is, in my opinion, a good finale to Series 7, although it still does have considerable flaws. I love the inclusion of the gang with Vastra, Jenny and Strax, and this is a case of River Song actually being used well. She has a maturity and she has self-assurance, but she had an original library to part her, which made her character captivating, and I found her goodbye seemed very touching. She shouldn't have returned in The Husbands of River Song. This should have been the end of her character has strong themes about the reputation of the Doctor, and Richard G. Grant puts in a strong performance, but is still unable to revive the great intelligence, after how awfully his character and them as villains were handled in The Snowmen. I love the nostalgia of seeing all the old Doctors, and the John Hurt cliffhanger reveal is just fantastic. I just feel like it overindulges in the significance and importance of Clara, when she's spread across the Doctor's timeline, but it's such a bland character in execution. And the effects of the timeline being rewritten could have been expanded upon in the second part. I'll give it a 7 out of 10.
0: 7. 7. Same as me, yep. Same, yeah. So The Great Intelligence, yeah. So I don't think we've reviewed The Snowmen yet. I think it was on the list for us to do. Mm. No, it still is on the list, dude. We're going to do The Snowmen at some point in December. All right. So not going to talk too much about Richard E. Grant's character as The Great Intelligence and stuff in that episode. But... Can completely see what you're saying, though.
5: Mm.
0: Defo. Um, Yes, I think Tarlisnet sounded a bit on the fence there.
5: Yeah, yeah.
0: A little bit. Not 100%, yeah. 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 Thank you very much, dude. And lastly, this is Toby Coleman.
2: I hadn't seen the name of the Doctor since it first aired, so this was an interesting viewing for me because I had no clue what to expect. And it's a very Moffat script, very wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, I have so many questions. But I'll start with the positives. I really enjoyed the the idea with the Pathos the gang, and I found that the the Whisper Men were creepy. I'm just really confused about a how the Great Intelligence fits into it, and do they fit, and how it all fits into the fiftieth anniversary? Why River Song, and where River Song fits into this whole thing with her timeline? I feel like there may need to be a few more explanations because i really confused. But it wraps up the Mystery Girl arc with Clara's leaf and introduces War Doctor. So I'll give it a 7 out of 10. Bye.
0: Another 7. That bloody leaf. Well, it causes a lot of confusion. You're not the only one, Toby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had to rack the old brain cells to try and get our heads around that one again. Indeed. Seven, though. Was it a seven?
1: Yeah, yeah, seven. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: Not a bad score. So some fairly decent scores so far. Let's see uh, what um, our listeners saw over on the socials. Uh, but thank you very much to those dudes that have sent in the audio clips. Very much appreciated. Over on Twitter, our writer Jordan said, at the time, I really enjoyed it. Now I just find it okay. But I think with the surrounding hype for the 50th, we look at the story with a little more love than it would have gotten otherwise. Surprisingly, mm. I like Clara in this one. And Richard E. Grant is excellent, too. Okay very much chippy t says likes matt whisper men jen is horrific i've been murdered line clara <laughs> telling the first doctor which tardis to steal no dislikes but general boredom with the rest oh no it was brilliant on first viewing particularly all the doctors at the end but now less so a 6.5
5: okay all right
0: dan Pinn says matt smith is absolutely fantastic as always that scene with river got me a bit emoish Um, Mm. and he's superb when Clara tells him of Trenzalore. Love all of those nods to classic series, and wow, what a reveal at the end. The plot is a little thin, yet the whole episode looks gorgeous. Seven out of ten.
5: Yes, cheers, Dan.
0: Doctor Who Home says, I slept on this one for a while. I missed it on broadcast and was a little disappointed we didn't get the name of the Doctor, but in hindsight, what difference would it have made anyway? Introducing John Hurt is the most almighty cliffhanger ever. Uh, A solid story, eight out of ten. Mm, okay. Sarah Louise, the running Hoovian, says this was well written with great attention to detail and kept me engaged throughout. The cast were amazing. I couldn't help but smile at the conference call and the <laughs> farewell scene with River was beautiful. Uh, we were also excited about Doctor Who back then. I hope we will be again. Um, yes. An 8.5 from Sarah cheers sarah and lastly on the twitter brian chapman says matt smith is an awesome doctor river song is actually helpful and clara's impossible girl arc has a satisfying ending however the great intelligence isn't enough of a baddie to have to feature in a finale Mm. seven time streams out of ten (laughs) okay cheers brian and then over on facebook right these are all really long so i'm not going to read all of them as usual facebook's a bit more long form but um, the themes from each one. So Jeffrey Waddell says, uh, "So much promise, so many good ideas, and yet it all makes for an unsatisfying mess." <laughs> this was when I was really done with the whole Clara thing and the idea that she was in every moment of the Doctor's life. Just give it a rest, Moffitt.
5: Yeah, kind of agree to an extent there, Jeff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, goes on to say that he thinks Matt Smith deserved a bit better from his era for this finale and blah blah blah. Not not a fan, mm. Jeff. I think honestly, not a fan. Mm. Uh, Stuart Mattel. Stuart Metal says sad that this is the best of the series not to say it's bad but it isn't a home run Strax's comedic likes often felt like they were written in the wrong moments Uh, an example would be when Jenny is supposedly dying even though she isn't really Uh, the mystery arc comes full circle but completely undermines any of the other companions victories Uh, I could go on but I don't want this to be too long goes on to give it a 7 out of 10
5: yeah Uh, I must admit I did pick up on that that comedic bit in when Jenny was dying. I did think that was out of place. It's funny because most of the Strack stuff I really liked in this but it's funny I did pick up on that as well. I just thought oh that that should have been cut that line didn't is mm-hmm. in the wrong place didn't work. Yeah maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. Andrew Stewart says I love this season finale. Creepy atmospheric and chilling with Richard E. Grant returning as the great intelligence. All the guests cast are amazing especially Vastra as she mm-hmm. seems heartbroken when Jenny dies. Matt is brilliantly reacting emotional and scared when he hears he has to go to Trenzlaw, but still uh, it's able to comfort Clara. Also, the wismen are terrifying. I give this a 9.5.
5: 9.5, okay, yeah.
0: Charlie wow. Turner says, a pretty good and solid finale to a pretty good, but at the same time, forgettable series, and my favourite episode in the series. Uh, also, quick questions, both of you guys, if I may. Do you think that the Great Intelligence could potentially return at some point?
5: Definitely, yeah. I, yeah, think, I think they so. could,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless, of course, it was destroyed forever when it entered the Doctor's time stream up until that point. Well, that's all gone to poop anyway with the, you know. So, yeah, probably <laughs> good. Uh, Charlie gives it an 8 out of 10. Lou Gallagher gives it a 8 out of 10. And Harry, one of our writers, Harry um, gives it another 8 out of 10, says it's a thrilling finale. Mm. Uh, and Lou Gallagher said it's one of the better ones from Series 7. A good overall lead into the 50th. So a lot of these comments are quite long, guys. If you want to read um some of these then just head over to our facebook page and you'll be able to to read those and, and react as you want to mm. Phew, right we got through all that good stuff so some decent scores there dude we had a couple of well most of them were sevens around that sort of area a couple mm. of nines in there and a couple of 9.5 so yeah quite yeah, high scores yeah stuff next week it's back to classic who
5: what we got classic who and something slightly different and quite new (laughs) so it's a we're (laughs) going to be reviewing the new evil of the daleks animation so the evil of the daleks second doctor story next week sounds groovy
0: yeah right i think we're going to wrap there buddy for episode 328 all righty thank you for listening to episode 328 this week it's been great to have you here listen to us waffle on around everything to do with doctor who it's great to have you here as always as adam said we're on to classic who next week and the recently released the evil of the daleks so get your recently purchased Mm blu-rays and dvds watched because we'll be asking for your thoughts as always on that review story in the meantime remember to follow this podcast on whatever app or whatever service you get your podcasts on you can listen to all of our stuff for free give us a like or a subscribe whatever the terminology is and that way you won't miss a show when it lands every single friday we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook there are links on the website which is www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk or just do a search for us we chat doctor who throughout the week on those things so come and get involved over there if you've got a minute to leave us a review or a rating you can do that on something like podchaser.com or apple Podcasts. that'd be awesome because that helps us out loads and loads and thank you to those that have left comments recently we get uh, a fair few of those throughout the, the the months and so on so yeah if you've listened and you've liked the show and you've left a review thank you so much that's that's very awesome uh, on the website you can also read all of the cool reviews and articles from our writing team go and check that out and there's also a link to our free discord server so that's another way where you can come and interact and hang out with loads of other cool Doctor Who fans all oh, chocking, all chatting plenty of Doctor Who <laughs> so uh, come and get involved over there that's free free and as always remember very important this remember to go and check out Adam's channel over on YouTube it is the Geek's Handbag.
5: Yes, go and have a look at all my vids. and I'm also on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Gram of the Insta.
0: <laughs> Under the same name, of course, The Geek's Handbag. So go mm. and check out all of Adam's stuff. Get comfy, get a drink, watch all of Adam's reviews and everything. It's, it's very cool. So go and check all that stuff out. Until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember... <sighs>
1: Eh all